There is a hidden campsite in eastern Washington that has two full hookup sites, but it will only rent to one party. Stay tuned to find out more. Welcome to RV Out West. I'm your host, Brooks. My family of fours base camp is located in the beautiful Pacific Northwest, and our RV adventures radiate out from there. Please grab a mug of coffee and join us as we discuss RVing around the American West. From sweet camping spots, gear and equipment, to tips and tricks, we've got you covered. We are RV Out West. Out in the middle of the state, where no interstate goes, is a private campground that provides full hookups for two RVs as long as they are one party. Nestled in an alpine wilderness, this campsite is perfect for those who love to boondock, but would appreciate the amenities of electricity, water, and a sewer dump. Joining us today is Julie, owner of the Wilds Camp out near Colville, Washington. She is going to share with us about her RVing adventures in and around the Pacific Northwest and tell us what motivated her and her husband to build such a unique private campground. Julie, thank you so much for joining us on RV Out West. I am more than happy to be here. I love talking about this stuff. Yeah, me too. Please share a little bit with us about yourself and why you got into RVing. We had decided, and this was probably maybe 30 years ago, to take a trip down to Baja. And we had a little Nissan pickup. So we bought a camper's or a hunter's special camper that fit on the back of this Nissan. Um, and it pretty much looked like the clampets on the outside. And we gutted it and redid the whole entire inside so that we could go through Mexico looking like we weren't all that attractive. And so we dragged a Hobie cat down Baja and camped on the beach in our little camper and sailed for about a month. Very cool. How long did the rehab take on the interior? I would say we probably spent about, well, we, we had jobs. So I would say three, four weeks on that. We were trying to lighten it up. So we took the cabinet doors off and replaced them with mesh and, you know, um, cleaned it up, painted some things, put a new floor in. And um, so it was actually us, two children, a cat and a sailboat. There's a little, there's a really nice, I haven't been there in years. I don't know what it's like now. Um, a really gorgeous campsite on the beach of the Sea of Cortez side called Punta Chivato. There's a beautiful hacienda there. You can go get margaritas on the patio over the ocean. Um, I mean, it's, it is wonderful. And the, the snorkeling is fantastic. So we just pretty much roughed it on the beach. I wouldn't say you were roughing it, just to be completely honest. I'm going to say, you know, <laughs> just, just call a spade a spade there. But that's yeah, right, crazy and right. awesome. Exactly. It was totally awesome. So we did that. That was our very first RV. And then or we worked our way up. We went through several of them. My uh, husband ended up, he was doing construction management for the Coast Guard and moving a lot. So we ended up with about a 30 four footer with two slides. And we more or less lived in that um, while he was doing different jobs. And were you stationary at that time? Or were you guys kind of moving around as the jobs required him with his work in the Coast Guard? The jobs lasted from six months to a year. And so we would just be wherever we were for, for that long. We took, we had, we had been moving and it just got really tiresome. So we bought a, a 
big semi and just threw all of our stuff in there and just living in the RV, which was great. I loved it. Actually, it was great. It, it was plenty of space, obviously could move if we didn't like the neighbors or the view. I mean, it was wonderful. Uh, how long did you do that for total time frame wise? Um, well, the, the actual job hopping was probably about two years in the RV where we um, ended up out here in Eastern Washington state. And he actually kept uh, working. And then I sort of homesteaded on, we bought raw land. Well, we're a trust actually owns our property. So they bought raw land. And then we homesteaded more or less on there. Um, no utilities, no nothing. So hauling water and all that. Interesting. Okay. Living in a, living in a tra travel trailer. Yeah. Okay. What were some of your favorite destinations when you were doing the full-time RV life? Um, we really loved the Astoria KOA. It's a beautiful park. I second that. I have a whole episode <laughs> just on that. That Astoria KOA is absolutely magical. Oh boy. We, we stayed there. I think that was the longest. And the, the beauty of it was we were there in the off season. So we had most of the place to ourselves. Uh, we had the pool to ourselves. We didn't have neighbors and um, we were close, you know, you're close to, I think it's Fort Stevens. So we would go out and run the trails at Fort Stevens. I mean, it was sort of like having our own private resort, really. And and so I would, and it's, you know, it's got beautiful old trees and the, the uh, spaces are not just on top of each other. It, I love that place. Okay. Okay. Now you said you guys currently live in um, Eastern Washington. Right. So I know you guys are kind of like in the Kettle Falls, Colville general area. Mm -hmm. Right. So what are some of you and your husband or yours, uh, mm -hmm. your favorite activities to do there in the area? Well, we actually are water people. We were both in the Coast Guard. We love kayaking. We um, we have a sail. It's a trailer sailor. That's kind of our new, uh, our latest RV iteration. So we have a boat that's big enough to camp on. And we take that out to Lake Coeur d'Alene or over here to um, the Columbia, I think uh, Lake Roosevelt, they call it. We love uh, mountain biking. So we live on a mountain and it has very serious mountain biking. This area is really sort of a well-kept secret. Most people in, I think in the Northwest think Eastern Washington is just all desert. And we live up about 3,200 feet in the tall timber. And so it's sort of a surprise for a lot of people to come out here and find out that there's a, there's some beautiful forests out here. Um, it's, it's really wild. It's for people who really just like to be in the woods. Yeah, that's pretty special. There, mm -hmm. The diversity of the ecosystems in Washington State mm -hmm. continually just always blow me away. Just so many cool things to see and do. It's just beautiful. And we're very lucky. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally phenomenal. Yeah. And I, I, I myself did not know uh, when we started kind of looking for places to relocate. Um, I really didn't know anything at all about Eastern Washington. I was, I was born over in Bellevue. Um, and I think a lot of people from that side of the state never make it over here. Um, and, and we're not on the way to anywhere which is fantastic. So you have to be pretty much determined to get here, to be here. We we don't have just sort of the pass through traffic. Right. Um, you got to so, be intentional. 
which yeah, is great. Yeah, so we're kind of hidden out up here. It's it's nice. Give me some of the observations, if you will, when you and your husband were RVing that kind of led to your decision to start your own place. Sure. So, uh, you know, obviously anyone who's done very much RVing knows that you pretty much have two choices. You can either boondock if you want to be more um, by yourself out in nature. And then you're wondering how long the water's going to last and when the tanks are going to fill up. Um, And if you have a family, that's even harder. Or you can pull into an RV park with hookups and all the amenities. And then you're looking in your next door neighbor's windows and people are, you know, it's their kids are riding their bikes through your parking space and all the rest of that. And we've got, we have gone to some really wonderful uh, RV parks, but I grew up basically riding into the woods in a backpack on my dad's back and going and camping in a, in a uh, canvas tent. So for me, camping, that's what camping is. I don't actually don't call going to an RV park camping. I call it RV travel. Um, and I, we like the camping part. I mean, sometimes it's great to pull in and, you know, use all the hot water you want, but we, uh, ended up finding the property that we're on has a piece, uh, kind of cut off by the County road. That's about two or three acres. And it is a beautiful little piece of property. And I kept looking at that thinking, what, what could we do with this thing? We finally decided that it would be a really wonderful place to share with other people who would actually want to go camp in the woods, basically by themselves with all the utilities. This little spot is also kind of unusual for this part of Washington state. There's a fair amount of water, groundwater there. So we have a lot of uh, aspens and cedars in this area. It's really cool in the in the summer because summers do we do get some heat out here. So it's very shady. It's quite cool. We that was kind of one of our problems developing it was all the the ground was just wet a lot. But um, we ended up kind of making this up as we went along, seeing what we ended up with once we carved out all the brush and the extra trees. There's a beautiful ponderosa that I. It's the biggest ponderosa we have anywhere on this property. And so we sort of built it around the giant ponderosa. Um, but one thing that's really nice about this part of the county is there's just a huge variety of, I guess you'd call it the eco-diversity thing, huge variety of trees, huge variety of wildlife. And a lot of places around here are kind of a monoculture. So a lot of like all ponderosas are all Douglas firs. So this this place is gorgeous. That sounds really special. You and your husband decided to start a campground. Basically, yes. Which is awesome. Now tell me, how many spots do you have? We have we have two spots, but this is a one-party campground. So it's for buddy camping. It's either yes. for your family or your, you know, if you're coming out to go hunting or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are there access to any great from the campground mm-hmm. um, ATV side by side trails that people can, you know, 
I know some of my listeners yeah. are into side by siding, and so mm-hmm. is there a way that they could come out with their camper, bring their side by sides, and then kind of leave straight from the campground to go explore. You know, mm-hmm. definitely, be- yeah, yeah. We have a phenomenal network of logging roads up uh, at the end of our county road, and so you can go um, all the way up our county road, hit the logging roads, and go up to the top of our mountain, which has a gorgeous lake. This is a small lake. It's called Little Twin Lakes. Okay. That uh, is stocked with cutthroat. There is oh, a primitive uh, DNR campground up there. And it is a fantastic place to go huckleberry picking, go picnicking, kayaking. It, it's, it is a, we've run into people out there because we like to ride our bikes up, this, up to the lake. And we have run into people there from all over the country, actually. And universally, they say this is the most, this is what we were looking for. This is the most beautiful campground we have stopped at. So we thought, yeah, you know, this whole mountain is gorgeous. It would be really nice to do something down here with all the utilities and still have the the scenery. We, of course, we're not on the lake, but it's close by. And um, so that's that was also, I think, one of the factors that led us to building this campground down here you you can you can come with a buddy or you can come by yourself we also are on what's called the selkirk loop which is a scenic loop that goes through washington and canada and idaho i'm not sure where but we have a lot of bicycle tourists on the highway going past our county road so we're kind of hoping at some point we can put a restroom in there and have some of the bicycle tour people come yep. and stay tent camp. Bike packers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, Interesting. There's, just, there's nothing around here for them. to. There's nowhere for them to stay. And it's full so. electric water and sewer hookups, yes. 50 and 30 amp. Yes, yes. So one so of the cool. one of the, the main hookups have 50 and 30 and the secondary hookups are 30. Yeah, so cool yeah we have three water faucets out there um we put in uh frost proof faucets so technically if you had probably heated tanks you could come and camp in the winter our cross-country we go cross-country skiing out the back door all all winter we put it we poured a concrete patio with a um propane fire pit because we know that you really sort of want a fire when you're camping, but this is forest fire country and all of us live in total terror of fires all summer. So we have the pit available for people who want to either um, run a tank from us or hook their own propane, but you'll have, you'll have your fire on the, on the patio. Yeah. Which is wonderful. I mean, yeah. Forest fire stuff is just, it's out of control. And I, I find it fascinating now that basically in washington state from memorial weekend to labor day there's no open fires period yeah i mean regardless yes. even on the wet side of the state where i live i mean it is you know yeah yeah no unless it's a propane pit and you know it's not going to throw embers to start anything exactly right? yeah. yeah it's crazy and now we would like to pause and hear a word from our sponsor RV Destinations Magazine is the premier provider of nationwide RV destination articles, sharing stories about the places you want to see for yourself. Subscribe today for digital or their new print magazine at rvdestinationmagazine.com. I got to say what you guys are doing at the Wilds Camp is really special. 
very different. We had a newspaper come out and do an interview with us last month, and we were all sitting out there um, at the campsite for at least an hour, and not a single car went by on the road down below the campsite. So um, you have pretty much total privacy up there. You can't really see the road from the actual campsite. It's not a long driveway, but we designed it so that there's as much privacy as possible. And so, and then on top of that, the there's no light pollution out here. The um, the night sky is unbelievable. Let me ask you this: Is there any sort of suggestions or length restrictions on any types of you know, would a big class A diesel pusher fit in there or, a, you know, a big fifth wheel or whatever? I mean, is there any recommendations as far as getting in there, turning around? We haven't tried getting anything. Um, we haven't tried. I would say not a 40 footer. So we're not going to get anything probably over 35 in there easily. We have a uh, I tried to take some drone photos and I'm not a drone pilot of of it. Uh, from above so you can kind of see how it's laid out and how you get into the campsite we we cut out a pull in if you uh, aim right then you uh, 35 should have plenty of room you may have to jockey a little bit to back in and then we also set it up so you can look out your window and see where you need to put it you don't have to try to you know put it in on the on the right side so i would say 35 will probably max it out if you would, if you were coming with another camper, you would need to drop, you know, drop your trailer, park your rig somewhere else, and then they could back in to next to you. All right. I mean, like I'm rolling in a 26 foot travel trailer. I mean, I'm 30 yeah. feet hitched a bumper. And by the time my, my um, pickup truck's attached, I'm, you know, 50 feet long, yep. but yeah, I which mean, is fine. You, the actual, the actual parking, the actual camping space is 65 feet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then and then we've got, like I say, a, a whole pull up space that we cleared out so you can get in there. So yeah. Not you know, for sure not a pull through, but for sure it could be done. It's not that tough. We've made it as as spacious as we could because you know, we've pulled plenty big trailers ourselves. We know how that goes. We're kind of starting to wind down. So I want to ask you, is there anything that I didn't ask or that we didn't talk about that we should talk about or that you would like to talk about? Well, I would say the lake at the top of the mountain is good for fishing, not so good for swimming. About yeah, 12 miles um, east of us on the highway is a fantastically gorgeous little chain of lakes that people who want to go kayaking, swimming, all that stuff can go do that there. We have Lake Roosevelt, which has, oh my gosh, the fishermen know probably more about this than I do. We have sturgeon, we have uh, walleye, we've got trout. I think there's salmon in there. I was going to say, I think there's kokanee in there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So if you're, if you're really serious about fishing, that's probably where you'd want to go. Um, and we, we welcome everybody. I mean, we're not, we, we like to go camping and actually be by ourselves. This is not obviously a place for people who really like all the socialization kinds of things that you get a big RV campsites. Um, but if you just want to come out, if you're a hermit, if you're a hunter, if you're, you know, you want to bring the family out, we 
have made this as private. We just want you to feel like it's your place while you're there. So that's our goal. We're not going to be snooping around. And we do, we do have a lot of, a lot of wildlife out here. So um, we're wanting people to understand that before they come out, that we have bears, we have predators. Um, you don't want to let your pets running around, run around without you watching them. We, you don't want to leave your trash or your food out, that kind of thing. I mean, this is really the woods, honest to gosh. Do you recommend then that people with their trash, I mean, is it, do they need to hang it in a tree and do like you would if you were backpacking or is it? Well, at this point you can um, call us and we can pick it up. We are actually in the process of putting a bear proof trash can okay. out there for everybody. Cool. We don't have a lot of the sort of the smaller kind of annoying trash robbers. Uh, I, I've never actually seen a skunk out there. Um, so mostly it's bears. We do have coyotes, I guess, and they might want to get in there. Eh, oh, you know, maybe maybe the birds. We've got owls yeah, and eagles. Cool. And I know eagles are scavengers, yep. sure. Um, bobcats. We, we had a bobcat fall in love with our barbecue one year. So, um, yeah, you just go, really just want to be aware, it's not, yep. you know, nothing new. Most people yep. are, aware how, know how that okay. works. So how can people find you? Are you, what's your website? Where can they follow along on, you know, the wilds on social mm -hmm. media mm -hmm. and where can they learn more about you guys? Okay. So our website is the wilds.camp, C-A-M-P. They can email us info at the wilds.camp. And our phone number is 509-640-4220. Um, I haven't done the social media thing yet. I would need to, I have to find someone who knows how to do it. I've never done it at all. No so we're, uh, we're not especially high tech out here. In fact, that is the one thing that people need to know is that our, our cell reception out here, not so reliable. I think maybe if you have satellite internet, that's probably going to work okay. But if you have teenagers but, and you want to unplug, this sounds like the place yeah. to come for ultimate yes. family time is what I'm hearing. That's what exactly. I'm hearing. Exactly. Well, Julie, thank you so much for taking the time out of your afternoon to speak with us here on RV Out West. I cannot tell you how appreciative I am. And this absolutely sounds like a fantastic place to camp. Excellent. Loved it, Brooks. Really, really appreciate it. It was great yeah, talking to you. Thank you, Julie. Thank you. Please remember that RV Destinations Magazine is offering a discount code for RV Out West listeners. Just use code RVOutWest10 to receive a 10% discount off of your subscription. You can sign up on their website at rvdestinationsmagazine.com. Thank you so much for listening. To help the show grow, please share with your RVing friends and family about this podcast. If you have an idea for a topic you'd like me to discuss, please contact me via rvoutwest.com. Our next full episode in two weeks, we chat with Wallabang. If you've ever considered turning your RV into a private rental and use it to make some income, they could be a great solution for you. We're going to do a deep dive into the private RV rental business and get all the deets. You won't want to miss this episode. Thanks so much for listening to RV Out West. Join us again in two weeks with our next episode. Please like and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you choose to get your podcast so you never miss an episode. And I sure would appreciate if you left a rating or a review of the show. Special thanks to Scott Holmes Music for providing the intro song, We Are One. 
RV Out West can be found on Instagram and Facebook, where you can interact with us and follow along on our RV adventures around the Pacific Northwest. So get out there, explore, and go see what's beyond the horizon.